Hi, I'm Jason Soto. And I'm Lisa Leahy. And we're the host of Between the Scares, a podcast that takes a look at every movie that Blumhouse Productions has made. You may not recognize the name, but they have made some of your favorite horror movies like Paranormal Activity, Ouija, and Insidious. Yeah, Jason, but they've also made stupid movies like The Fever and Best Night Ever and Hysterical Blindness. Yeah, those two. But they also did Whiplash, Get Out, and Us. And we're going to cover it all. Hey, did you know that Jason Blum also produced that Gem and the Holograms live-action movie? He did that? Uh-huh. Ugh. Fine. But then you have to watch The Green Inferno. Uh... So listen to Between the Scares on Anchor, Apple, Google, Amazon, or our home location at rabbitholepodcast.com. everybody welcome to cinegamer a podcast about board games based on intellectual properties i am your host jason soto and i am joined by my co-host toby meredith we're back it's another month it is july and we are a month away from gen con one month away uh we will be uh doing an episode at gen con and as a result, we are uh, August August's episode uh, will be up a little bit later than it normally would be, because um, Gen Con is the first weekend of August, August uh, the third to the sixth, I believe. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, yes. So uh, the episode will go out sometime after the sixth, probably if I had to guess, considering how tired I'm going to be, maybe the ninth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we record our show live at Gen Con. Um, and that's that's why that one's going to be late. So looking forward to it. I cannot wait. I can't wait either. It was, that was fun recording it last year for my first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was most enjoyable. It was, yeah, it was, it was cool. And uh, if anyone's listening to this, I will be teaching some games. There. Uh, I'm teaching, uh, what am I teaching? Uh, Marvel Throne, Dice Throne, Marvel Dice Throne. Um, Arkham Horror 3rd Edition. Ooh. Um... Why am I blanking? <laughs> Trogdor. Trogdor! Uh, I always have to do the thing. Because that's so much fun to watch. And I do have a fifth that I can't recall right now. Most of those are sold out. Uh, I have a lot of Marvel Dice Throne still available. So if you look that up and look for a Fight in the Sky Society. Uh, and just look for my name. Uh, you should come by and say hi. And be like, hey, I listened to your stupid podcast. And I think you're wrong about this, this, and this. Uh, I think you're wrong about Frost Hate or Frost Punk. Frost Punk is the best game ever. How dare you not like Frost Punk? I think you're wrong. <laughs> Frost Punk is awesome. I love, loved, loved Frost Punk. So come tell me to my face how wrong I am about Frost Punk. That seems to be a very divisive episode, let me tell you. Um, so anyway, yeah, Gen Con. Hope to see you guys there. Um, so with that said, let me do our quick ad, ad read. Because uh, I like to get paid to do these podcasts. 
Uh, all the shows that we do here at Rabbit Hole Podcast is sponsored by Audible. You can go to audibletrial.com slash rabbitholepod and try it absolutely free for 30 days. You can download any audiobook, original show, or podcast that you want. After 30 days, you only pay $14.99 a month, and you get to access more audiobooks, original shows, or podcasts. Uh, you can cancel this anytime. And if you do cancel, for whatever reason, if you just don't want to keep it, you just get tired of it, financial problems, I understand. It makes sense. You're, you're, you're speaking to the brokest man on the planet. Um, you can cancel, and anything you downloaded, uh, you get to keep. It is yours to keep. So, uh, there's no risk. So you should try it out. AudibleTrial.com slash rabbit hole pod. Using that link. Uh, helps us out here at good old rabbit hole podcasts and uh, says independent podcasts are my jam. <laughs> we love you guys. You can also be really super cool and become a Patreon member. Patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods. $3 a month gets you in. Uh, you're going to get access to every episode of every show that we do at rabbit hole podcasts. Um, there's bonus content. And I am working on refiguring out the tier list. So there will be some – I want to add some stuff um, going into July. There will be some – or by the time you list this, it will be July. So hopefully by July, the things that I have done will be uh, input. Also, uh, July is next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I'm going to try to make this a little more interactive – Try to give you guys some more bonus stuff. Um, and uh, have you guys, like, pick some things. I want to put some polls up randomly. You guys can decide maybe what movies we cover, maybe some songs that will be covered on various music shows, whatever. Um, try to give you guys um, something because I am very grateful to all of you Patreon members. You guys are so cool. And we could not – we literally – Literally could not do this without you guys. I would have gave up on this like months ago. But because all of you guys are backing us on Patreon, we can do this. So thank you. Thank you so very much. Patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods. All right. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of meat and potatoes. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm hungry. I'm going to have dinner when I get home. Oh. Uh, um, I want to go over some news, or like at least new stuff that's on Kickstarter, or at least that's what I call news. Um, I got a question for you, Toby, since you're the biggest board game geek, besides yes, the website called Board Game Geek. <laughs> uh, yes, Restoration Games uh, is, a, if no one knows, Restoration Games is a company. They take very old board games from like the 70s and 80s, maybe even 90s, um, and they redo them completely. They reduce some of the rules. They make it look all nice and neat and spiffy looking. And they're a lot more fun. I've not yet been disappointed by a Restoration Games game. I've Every one that's come out, I've thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, they've done good jobs. Uh, Stop Thief was fun. Uh, Fireball Island Fireball is great. Island. They also did the um, Unmatched. Unmatched, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah which, the Unmatched games are phenomenal. Those are great. And there's a lot of others I won't get a, into. There's a bridge one, too, I have over Forbidden there. Bridge? Forbidden, Forbidden Bridge. Yeah. yeah. I haven't played that one yet. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's nice. It, they, they did a good job of it. The 3D bridge and everything. 
So I want to ask you, have you ever heard of a game called Crossbows and Catapults? I sure have heard of that. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of that game I, I did not own one, but uh, I have played that before. You, you know, you're just, you're just shooting at each other with uh, uh, catapults. Uh, with with catapults and with trebuchets and things like that, you're just trying to knock down the other person's walls, okay. essentially. But what I saw with this one, and I don't think it had the original had it. You have you can you can send out your troops mm-hmm. to attack as well. Okay. I, I believe I did. I didn't. I didn't spend a long time on this Kickstarter page to see what exactly that you do. But it appears that you do have troops that you can you can send out and, and engage with the other player. But those are cool. The, the crossbow, so, yeah. the crossbow and the trebuchet. So there's literally like like pieces that you can or a use. Catapult, rather, I thought I saw a trebuchet on there as well. That might be the there is trebuchet. That's an expansion. I didn't like the word trebuchet. Trebuchet, yeah. What was the one on top of the trebuchet there? One that was a uh, ballista. Ballista, yeah. Ballistas yeah. are cool. And it's really cool. They've got, you know, they're all like string activated, it looks like. Yeah. So, yeah. So it looks like you're just, you're oh, flinging, you're flinging discs at each oh. other's little castles. Now, see, before, I think with the original, you had like boulders oh. that you shot at each other. I think there were round boulders. It was the 80s. They didn't give a fuck if a boulder went into the square oh, of a yeah. kid's head. Yeah. <laughs> Knocking kids' eye out. <laughs> Whenever, wherever. You know, we just went out and ran, you know. We told our parents, bye, we'll be back by 11 o'clock, you know. And they didn't care they lost an eye playing yeah. crossbows and yeah. catapults. Um, BB guns, man, yeah. See, like, here's the thing is, like, I don't... I, this looks cool, and if someone had it, I would play it. I can't see myself buying it just because I can't see myself playing this that much where I would own it. You know what I mean? Like, it looks cool. Everything looks great. Um, this is just like a, you know, to me, this just feels like a, you play this once in a very great while. Because um, it's it's kind of a dexterity-ish game. Kind of, because you're knocking down your opponent's castle wall, right. basically. Uh, and there's these little weapons that you're using. It looks cool. Everything looks, looks really amazing. Cool. And it's thirty bucks. I actually had no idea it was that cheap. Yeah, that's that's that, pretty damn good. Considering, because look, you get two catapults and you get two ballistas, two crossbows, a bunch you, of you get uh, six, uh, ten, thirteen, sixteen car- little minis. Yeah, and then all your wall pieces, and then you get twice that for the oh, fortress wall. There we go. Ninety dollars. Everything in the castle, and then builder's bounty. Wait, a minute. what do you get? Just oh, uh, forty-two castle pieces, pieces twenty-one for each army. Twelve gray, two by one bricks, two gray foundations, one gray turret, one gray castle, one gray spire, one gray balcony, one gray stairs, one gray rocky. A lot of gray. Uh, a lot of gray. They have prisons there with <laughs> gates on them, so you can lock somebody up. And uh, get in prison, tan, yeah, one tan prison gate, one gray Very prison cool. gate. Um. Oh, how much for the ballista? So there's 20, a ballista and a, one trebuchet, one ballista, six ammo so pieces. Twenty five bucks. Yeah, uh, fifteen bucks for a bag. Um, yeah, like I said, this looks really cool for thirty bucks. It's pretty good for just a simple yeah, exactly game. But I I cannot see myself getting it just because I don't think I'll play it often. Actually, I'm going to just say this: I love Fireball Island. I only played it the one time. Yeah. I have not had it up to. I think I've only it played again. it once too. Um, but I'm keeping it, but I, I feel like that's going to happen here, but you know, Hey, you know, I'm not, 
you know, I'm not putting it down or nothing. It looks fucking amazing. How much longer is this on Kickstarter? This is going to be, so this episode will be out July 1st. So going off of that, oh, uh, you have until time. the 10th. You have, you have 10 more days after you listen to this. Unless you're a Patreon member, then you have about 15. Um, so, yeah. This, and it's already back. Oh, it's, they have oh I think it was like playing. funded in like the first minute. Yeah. People went nuts over this. I don't know. I'll delete. Considering I've never heard of the original. I remember when they announced this, and I was like, I've never heard of that before. Um, so that must have been. It might have been. It might have been mid to late eighties. It might have been really niche. It might have been only in certain areas. I don't know. I'm trying to remember when that came out. I, not, I may have been already too old at that time to get it. Essentially, as you know, because this mainly like kids got this back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Just an excuse to break shit. Uh, um, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you did bring this to my attention. And I got to talk about this for a minute. Uh, there is going to be a Halloween 2 game. And I said Halloween 2. I did not say Halloween. There is a Halloween game coming Halloween out also. in October, I believe. If I remember correctly. Uh, this is not affiliated with that. 1983 was Crossbows and Capitals. Yeah, I was three years old. So they weren't going to give a three-year-old that. <laughs> I, I was a freshman in high school, I think. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, while we go over the fact that Toby's old, I'm old. Uh, Halloween Two came out. This is not affiliated with the Halloween game that's coming out later. This is a different studio um, called Trick or Treat, I Trick or Treat, yeah, or Stop the Killer, whichever. Um, it don't matter. I'm just gonna say it right now. This company sucks. Um, I, I, they, they also did um, Silent Night, Deadly Night, the game, which I was very excited for. I backed it, like, first day, and um, I was like, hell yeah. I just, you know, I just went off the title, and um, I got it, and it was the most disappointing thing in the face of the planet. Like, it was it was one of the worst games I've ever played. Why was it bad? So, <laughs> people complain about roll and move. This is... Flick a spinner and move. Oh no! Really? <laughs> oh my god! That's and worse. um, you're trying to stop. Have you you seen Silent Night Deadly Night? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so the killer in there, his name's Billy. He dresses up as Santa Claus and he goes through a town killing people because he went crazy because he hates Christmas. That's the plot of the movie. You're a mean one. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> so they turned Winnie the Pooh into a horror movie. Uh, yeah. They should turn the Grinch into a horror movie. Oh, that would be a good idea. Well, we need the Dr. Seuss company to let their copyright expire so yeah, we can do yeah, that. That'd be a long time before that becomes a public domain. <laughs> That's coming next. <laughs> Not too. What is it, 100 years for a public domain? I think it's 100 years, yeah. Yeah, so that'd be in the early 60s, maybe. Uh, anyway, back to Halloween. Back to Halloween, yeah. Sorry for that side tangent. So, um, Oh, so actually, the silent. So it looks like it's a similar game. Actually, now that the I'm looking at this, looks good. I agree. The artwork looks really good. Actually, now that I'm looking at this, this is the exact same game as the Silent Night Deadly Night. So what you did really? is the killer starts on one side of the board, and all the players start on the other side of the board. You, um, you do have you do have a die. Actually, it is both. I'm sorry, it's both roll and move and spin and move. I forgot they combine both of those things. Wow. So you roll these dice to move your character. You can move your character in any space. So like this is the board right here. And then you can go, you can decide, you well, can actually go diagonal. It. They can't see it. I was like, 
everyone go look this up on Kickstarter and then look at the pictures. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so you can go to any space and then there's an action that you can do. And it, the actions are like so basic. It's like, um, you know, uh, pick up a weapon. Like there's some weapon spaces or, uh, there's this badge thing. There was this badge mechanic, like a uh, rule that I did not understand. It was something like if you have the badge and Billy's in your space, he can't attack you, but then you had to, to do. So you're protected by the police? But then you had to spin the spinner, and then if, it, if the spinner said otherwise, then you are attacked, and then you have to pass the badge off to someone else. It was a mess. The whole thing is a mess. Huh. It was, it was just bad. And like everything moves so quickly. Like I, you know, cause you can't play it solo. So I played it solo just to be like, what the hell am I missing? And like, cause if you guys ever meet, uh, there's supposed to be like a showdown. And then, uh, if you have a weapon, uh, you're a little more powerful. If you don't, you're weaker. Uh, and then that, then if you win the battle, you just win the battle. Uh, but you need to still do these goals, which I can't remember what they are now, in order for you to win the game. Now it's not even defeating him. And his goal, and it's an it's like it's like a I don't say AI, but like the game like manipulates the killer. So when you roll dice, one of the dice is what the killer moves. So you move him that many spaces, then you move the other die spaces, and then uh then you do your things. There's supposed to be some take that stuff into it where like you can screw another player by having them get killed. I'm telling you, it so was a mess. So the game is the the killer? Yes. Okay, yeah, so, so no one's the killer. The okay. killer okay. is All run right. by the game. Okay. And this looks identical just looking at this. Like everything looks the same. Yeah. This is all the same shit. So there's a spinner. There's there's this bag that the bag did fucking nothing. There was like no I thought you draw things from a bag. No, there's just there for no reason. Uh there's these weapons that you have to collect. You have to have the weapons if you before you can fight. Um there's these cards that like manipulate things. Uh again, a little take that where you just like push somebody else in the way. Um uh, yeah, it was it was bad. And the fact that they're doing this, Halloween 2 is terrible. Mm. And you would hate it. You would hate it because there's no there's no minis. It's all these standies. Standies, yeah. I hate standies, by the way. There's no there's no minis. There wasn't even a mini option when you got the Kickstarter. It was just the standees. And then um there was these roll this is the exact same fucking game. Oh my god. I can't believe they're just pasting. They're just literally repasting the face. <laughs> what I the really hell? like the artwork though. The artwork looks nice. The artwork uh, is not bad. There. There's the spinner. There. You win. Yeah, yeah. You lose. You got three options there. Oh yeah. my goodness. It's it's fucking. Hey, there's Donald nuts. Pleasance. There's Donald right. Pleasance. That looks like him too. Very good. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. The only thing going for this is the artwork because the yeah. artwork was actually not bad in the other game either. Um, but no, I am not getting this. I've learned my lesson. This this sucks. And they're trying to do the whole like. Hey, we're gonna do like we're gonna be like retro. It's gonna be like an '80s game, but like even '80s games were fucking better than what the fuck this was. This is more like something from the '70s. <laughs> so you know, it like was just it something. was just it was just terrible. This should be called death. Um, the- life. <laughs> I am so disappointed, you know, especially since I mean, this could be something that since you are the the you love horror, I movies. love horror right. movies and love so horror games. It's like. 
this would be a no-brainer for you to buy just to collect. But for you to say that there's no way in hell you're going to buy no, this is, is saying a lot. Because no. I would think that you would get this just mm. to, hey, I learned this, my would lesson. Look, this would look no. cool on my shelf. I learned my lesson. Just for, just for the artwork, I would say that. It would look cool on my shelf just for the artwork. But just by looking at this now, no. I, this is I, the exact same because it had this weird dice cup, too. Uh, the Silent Night, Deadly Night had a weird dice cup, too. I, this that, is is a dice cu- that is a dice cup that you can just buy at Spencer's Gifts. And they just pasted that Halloween this symbol. This is so weird. Like, this company is weird. Do not so, support. And I bet it backed. I'm willing to bet it backed. So oh can I God. get a can I get a William Shatner mask with this? <laughs> if they were a good company. Yeah, oh, they're, it they're fucking back. funded. What yeah, the fuck, yeah, man? Back. Well, I mean, people are looking uh, at the yeah. artwork and, like, they, and they may not... No, from please, the original game. Please, please, please. Can you go down? I want to see yeah, what yeah. the other games that there are because there's three games that you can buy with this Kickstarter. Probably I, I saw, which was the one you the said. Silent you Night, Daily Night. I want to see what the other one was. Uh, it's, it's at the closer to the bottom, I think. Oops. Uh, Die Shaker or Halloween, Halloween. There you go, right there. Ah, no, my bloody, my bloody Valentine. Yeah. See, that's probably the exact and same And then see, there's another one too. coming too. Oh God! Midsummer Scream convention. convention. They're gonna announce it there. Oh my God! So you didn't get my bloody Valentine? No. Okay. So I'm assuming my bloody Valentine plays. It's exactly probably the, the same exact way. same. So, so all thing. these games are gonna play the exact the same exact way. same thing, exact paste. same pieces. Exact same pieces. They're just going to paste everything on. Oh, this, that's this, not good. This company needs to just yeah, that's go away. All these good board game companies are closing up shop, and they're like, they make the greatest games, but they're losing. This fucking company is like, yeah, we're still in business. We're going to make these shitty-ass games. Man, fuck no, you guys. Is, this is too bad. Fuck you guys, man. All right, let's, let's go on to this. So there's two <laughs> that I know nothing about. I just thought they looked interesting. Um, when I was looking through Kickstarter earlier, um, there's this game called Carnival Hunt. Oh, I've never seen this before. Uh, this is going to fund on July or end on July 16th. Uh, so I think it just launched uh, last yeah, it's, week, it's possibly. Hasn't, hasn't reached the goal yet. Uh, the company's called Beer Night Studio. Um, uh, oh, is this a video game? It's an game? online game. Oh, it's a video game. I thought this was a board. This was in the board game section. That's why I thought this was a board game. I'm still going to look at it because I opened it. It looks pretty cool. Uh, it's a, it's an asymmetric multiplayer game where nightmares come a lot. Oh, is this supposed to be... Um, this Now this sounds almost like Dead by Daylight. Is this what this is supposed to be? It takes a classic hide-and-seek concept and infuses with an exciting twist. As bunnies, players must work together and combining their wits and courage to overcome a series of daunting challenges orchestrated by the Igmanic Magician. Alright. So it's a video game. I misread it. But you know what? It it sounds kind of cool. Um, I'm starting to get more into video games anyway. I'm streaming them over on Twitch. So this isn't completely out, out my realm. Um, it looks cool, though. Players can choose to play as either the Carnival Monster or Bunnies, each with their own objectives. Um, okay, yeah, because that's starting to be like a thing now on like video games. I'm noticing, like it's it's like you all can play together, but one person can be like the killer, and then the rest are just running from people. And that's what Dead by Daylight is. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, 
Because, like, like, you know, all of us can play together, but then one person can choose to be the killer, and then they're going after everyone else. Does everybody know that they're the killer? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, you, like you pick at the start screen. Like, okay, I'll be the killer, you guys, and you guys can be the survivors. Yeah, of nobody knew who the killer was. That is where Friday the 13th, the game, came in. That's where they got that from. So when Friday the 13th, the game came out, like, ten years ago. Uh, that was that was how that worked. Okay. You all just went into a lobby. I don't then, play video games, <laughs> and you were um, randomly chosen your roles. Like the game chose your role, so like you could you could be Jason, but you you won't know it until the game loads. Huh. That's cool. And then everyone else is the survivor. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. And that's kind of where the Dead by Daylight game kind of got their okay. uh, got their model from. Okay. So anyway, this is cool. It's called a uh, Carnival Hunt. Uh, it is a video game. Looks like it's coming to Steam. It's a video game. It's a video game. Sorry, I didn't look that closely. Come on, Jason. But anyway, it looks cool. Okay, so we didn't spend much time on that. Okay, now this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Oh, my God. And you're probably going to be like, I think that's a good idea. Okay. Let's say you have the most valuable card in a card game. Like, it's worth billions and billions and billions of dollars. And you just don't want to put it into your set. You want to you wanna commemorate it. So you could buy this thing called Frame-A-Majig, uh, where it, the whole purpose is <laughs> to protect your Black Lotus magic card, which I've been told is the most rarest That's what I heard magic too. card yeah. on the face of the planet. So if you have one of these, this is what you're going to use to protect it. Now, you know, that's to say you also can't, you know play with these these are just gonna be hard to shuffle um but you know also i mean you know some of these cards look really nice too so if you are a geek like we are (laughs) and you want to display such items around your dungeon yeah i don't see a problem with this at all i mean i would not i just think it's a little little excessive it's a little excessive for my taste yeah um but I'm also I'm also the guy who Kickstarters. I don't get the flashy four hundred dollars shit with the giant statues and the. I do. <laughs> so I I want simplicity. I just want simple stuff. Yeah, but, but I'm also the person who would probably play with a black lotus card. I don't <laughs> I don't care whether or not it's it's it's, it's worth, worth nine million billion dollars or not. I want to play with it probably. And I guess you could put in other cards too. They got like a basketball. They got like Shaq's rookie card or whatever. I'm probably uh, something. Yeah. Uh, there's an Evie who is doing the screen painting. <laughs> uh, I guess that might be worth millions. I don't know. There's a picture of Shrek because you know Shrek is is priceless. You don't want Shrek, you know, to get damaged. So you yeah, got to put Shrek. Uh, he's got you layers. Gotta, you you gotta put Shrek. He does have layers. She got the Shrek in there, man. So anyway, I just wanted to point this out because I was looking at this earlier and I thought this was ridiculous for me. I can see people like salivating over this and being like, of course, of course I want to protect my Black Lotus card. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. Like five times good. over. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, there you go. So people, there you go. People would like it. Okay. So there you go. Okay. That's it for the news. So uh, <laughs> go maybe check those things out if you want to. So, all right. Today, um, Toby, it is July. It is July. This episode. And um, July is usually... It's hot. Hot. Fourth uh, of July. You would go swimming. Um, you got to close the beaches. Movies. And uh, blockbuster season. Um, 
Not the store. <laughs> Not the defunct. They may store. be coming back. Oh really? Oh, Maybe. Okay. Okay. There's a thing on the web on their website. <laughs> I think we'll have a streaming. Yeah, store. it's it's weird. I don't know. I never <laughs> okay. figured out what that was. We digress. Yeah, sorry. Uh, anyway, um, but one man was responsible for actually making blockbusters. Uh, he made it like a thing where every summer uh, he would just make these kind of like popcorny, not corny, but popcorn style flicks uh, for you to go just check out during the summer. Just you know, not thinking not very deep thinking movies or just pure action or you know comedies or whatever and that man is steven spielberg and then later he came up with some very thinky movies and then later he got older the list is complete <laughs> he got older and then he decided to get all wise and stuff but he still makes good movies uh so i thought let's honor the man and let's do some spielberg uh board games uh, so we're going to cover four different games today, M- maybe five, maybe. There's there's one I want to talk about. There's one I want to, no, no, not that. There's one well, I want to talk okay. about. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, but we're going to definitely cover four. And we're going to go in, in chronological order of when the movies came out. Not necessarily when the game came out. I want to stress that. These are not when the games came out. These are when the movies that they are based on came out. So we're going to start with Jaws. Which is the original blockbuster. The original. That's what started it all. Yeah. That's what started it all. Uh, Jaws looks like it came out in 2019. It is a Prospero Hall game. I'm feeling like all of these are Prospero Except Hall. For... That one? Okay. Yeah, that's probably. Oh, no, we got. No, it's Ravensburger. Oh, they're Ravensburger. I was yeah. just seeing if Prospero Hall. Um... They do They do all the Funkos? They seem to do all the Funkos. But Ravensburger and Funko is different things. You, yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that Prospero Hall did Ravensburger as well. I think they're just everywhere. Okay. Well, in any event, well, yeah. So many of them. So Prospero Hall, Hall they're, probably okay. the, they're probably the designer of all these games we're talking yeah. about today. Uh, but yeah, Ravensburger Game published these. Yeah. And um, so we're going to start with Jaws. So Jaws. Jaws is an a- asymmetric game. Uh, one player plays has the shark. And then the other players play Bruce. Thank you very much. <laughs> play has the human players, which is uh, Hooper, uh, Hooper, Brody, and Quint. I'm glad you remember because I can remember uh, Brody's name for anything for a second. There. <laughs> Plus, I got it right here. Uh, oh, yeah. So um, the game is split into two acts. Uh, the first act, you're on uh, uh, Amity Island. And uh, it's a it's a hidden movement game for the shark. The shark is moving around. Uh, Going to plot his course. Uh, he's plotting where he's moving, and he can move uh, in the water spaces, which is an island, so it's basically surrounding the land. And he can go to any water space, and he's going to secretly write these in a little like notepad that comes with the game. And it's like 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 a notepad with a piece of paper. Um, the paper has like the number of rounds. Uh, has the direction, the, the direction north, south, east, or west. Um, Whether or not he eats anybody. Right, the special abilities, and then it shows how many spaces he moved and all that stuff. Um, the humans uh, are also moving around on the island, except for Quint, I believe, who is in a boat. Yeah, I believe Quint's on a boat. And then uh, Hooper and Brody are on the on the island itself. Um, they're basically... What, what, what's happening in this first round is the shark wants to eat as many people, swimmers, beachgoers as he can. And he can eat up to the, nine, I believe. All the swimmers, yeah. He eats up to nine. 
Yeah, um, the more he eats, the better he will be for the second half. Yes. The stronger he will be for the second half. Yes. Which is very important. Uh, so very he wants important. to eat a lot of swimmers. So it's very important for mm. the, uh, the the human players as well because you want to try to, to stop him from eating those so you will be stronger in the second act. Yes. But go ahead. No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, and the humans are also trying to get these barrels to put out into the water so they can track the shark. Yeah. Um, and slow the shark down a little bit. Uh, the humans also want to like try to close the beach so people don't go onto the beach. Uh, they also are um, uh, and the, the putting three, the three humans have special abilities that they can do yeah. to, to assist them. So I think Brody can close uh, parts of the, the yeah Brody the beach can down yeah. and then um, uh, Quint can take two barrel tokens and uh, place them on the board. Hooper has the fish finder where he can uh, kind of try to locate where the shark is. Right. Um, he has the cage too, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. I think there's a, the cage that he can go down into yes. the water yeah, like, yeah. like he did in a movie. Yes. Because, you know, cage goes into the water. Our shark's in the water. <laughs> um, and then there's a, there's a special token that's um, the Brody kid. <laughs> And it, I think it's like a card. I think it's a card that comes up uh, that tells you uh, put uh, the special. It says like it's a special swimmer, uh, but it's supposed to represent the, the oh kid. his boy, yeah, his son, Michael, the son, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. supposed it's to be his son, and it's right. a thing that happens, and you can eat. <laughs> yeah, you can eat the kid. I was like, this is amazing. And they even had the, the cardboard fin hoax in here. Yeah. As well. Yeah, the cards are cool. There's a caught the wrong shot. And the, the artwork is really nice, too. It, it doesn't look exactly like like the mayor. No. You know, his face, yeah, yeah. Well, well, his face is kind of blanked out a little bit. To yeah. make, it sure, make it certain that it well, doesn't look exactly like They don't have the faces for Hooper, Quint, or uh, Brody yeah. either. Uh, I'm assuming Richard Dreyfus did not want to put his likeness in this. He's kind of a cranky old man right now. Um, but uh, and Robert Shaw's dead, and I think uh, the other guy's dead too. I can't remember his name. Roy, Roy Schneider. Right? Yeah, Roy Schneider. I think both, yeah, so. Yeah, two of those guys, guys are dead, those been, and been, Richard Dreyfus is cranky. So yeah, they're not going to give their like likeness to a game. Um, clearly the shark did. The shark signed all the waivers and was like, "Hell yeah, yeah, that was fun." Um, so I said, this is an asymmetric game, and I, I, I see you, you know, this, Toby. I love these kind of games. I, yeah, I know you do. They're one of my favorites. This, to me, you know what? I was just thinking about it earlier. I was thinking about what to say on this show. This is like Fury of Dracula, but for families, because it's almost the same thing. <laughs> Where sharks are killing people, <laughs> they're for families, guys. It's for families. I'm gonna fuck the family. Leave me alone. Anyway, right. um, no, but it, it's it's a less thinky, like you know, Fairy Dracula. The board's really smaller, but it's still the same kind of idea. You're trying to move around and you're trying not to get caught. Twelve and up. Twelve and up. Twelve and up. Yeah, it's families. Come on. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, well, there's not a lot of small pieces. Either, and so. Uh, so yeah, so you're just trying to do that. Now, once either um, the shark gets captured. Or, like, they locate the shark and they capture it. Or the shark has eaten nine people. That's it. I, was, I can't remember what the other trigger was. Uh, we then end Act 1, and we go on to Act 2, which takes place on the Orca. Now, the board is uh, its just one board, 
and it's double sided. And so when you flip over, you know, you flip it over to go to Act Two, and it's just it's just water. And then you have to build uh, the orca with these tiles, and the tiles represent the boat, obviously the orca, and uh, the human players start in different parts of the boat. And then the shark, depending on how many people he the shark ate in the in the act one, uh, depends on how more powerful he is. Why can't I build this boat? Because you're, 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 you're not a boat builder. Apparently not. <laughs> so the shark um, has these cards, and he's going to pick a card. Uh, he's going to pick three cards. There's there's spots on the board that says yeah, A, B, and, a, B and C. C. And then uh, he's going to p- uh, put cards down in the A, B, and C spot. And then um, the players had to decide where he's where, gonna pop where up they at. think he's going to pop up. Yeah. So you know he's going to he's going to the shark player is going to put the cards face down, um, and then uh, the cards will reveal. And then the shark's going to put a token and says, "I'm actually going to attack this part of the boat. I'm going to use card B and uh, uh, use this." Then um, the the human players also have cards, and depending on how well I think they do as well. Their cards are either more powerful or less powerful, and they have like weapons. weapons there's like a bat. Yeah. There's the harpoon pistol, gun, a pistol, fishing the fishing net, uh, the ammo for the gun, so you can use it multiple times. So you can ask them like defensive types, and the harpoon gun is pretty powerful. Yeah, uh, the, can- the canisters. <laughs> that's great. There, you have some chum. <clears throat> so the canister is nice because you can just you know pop it in his mouth yep. and blow it up. Yeah. Smile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, and so then... This is uh, a very small boat. They, they really need a bigger boat. They do need you a You know, they boat. need a bigger boat. They do need a bigger boat. So uh, so the shark is trying to uh, kill, basically just kill... And destroy a boat. Kill the people by destroying the boat. And uh, they, the pieces of the boat get taken away, and then that leaves the humans in the water, and then the, the shark can then attack the humans in the water, and uh, if they hit them, like, I think it's three times... Um, then the humans die. The, the human dies, and if the shark eats all the humans, the shark wins. And uh, the shark has a life meter of like fifteen. Yeah, and if, they, if, if the well, it depends on how strong they are. And that's the end of at and the that act too. one. Yeah, and then uh, the shark, uh, if he ever gets down to zero, uh, the humans win. And there were games I played where it was very close. Like you know, I think every single game I played of this, it was it was close. It was it was never the humans were on like one itty bitty little piece of boat. Like yeah. the ending is basically the ending of the movie, right? <laughs> yeah, little they're, piece of the boat. They're clinging and, on to the boat, and the shark has like two health left, and it's yeah. like I got to do one last tack. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it, it's not. I, I'm. I wouldn't say that this you know game is not. Unbalanced. I think it's pretty balanced. I think between it's the balanced. humans and the shark. Yeah, because so it could too. go either way. Yeah. You know, there's no like for sure. There's a game later we're going to be talking about that I feel is very unbalanced, but we'll get to that. Um, oh come on! <laughs> Just because I won. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> um, what are your like? What do you got to say about it? Like, I, I think it's fantastic, and like like you said, it is a, a, a hidden movement. It is. It is very much like you know in the in the sense of Fury of Dracula or any of those um, uh, games like uh, Friday or Last Friday, Last Friday, and, uh, uh, Mind uh, Management, uh, Whitechapel, Whitechapel. Um, so it's very much like that. Yeah. Um, but 
what I like about it, and, but, and one of the reasons why I buy the games that I buy is for the theme yeah. of it. Yeah. And me being a big Jaws fan, I mean, I'm, I remember seeing this in the theater. My dad took me <laughs> to the theater to see this. We've established Toby is old. Okay. So <laughs> I saw this in the theater when it came out, and this is a fantastic movie. Especially, especially, you know, at that time before everybody knew about what was going to happen or whatever. You know, you didn't know what was going to happen. It was like over halfway through the movie, you didn't see a shark. You didn't know what was going to happen. And then when that shark, or when that girl gets pulled down into the water and everything, oh my God. (laughs) I'm just... It was, it was just something you did not see. You never saw something like that in the theater at movies before. So it was just it, it's just a fantastic film, and they capture the film 100%. well in this game. One hundred percent. This is a fantastic game. It's is so much fun. I mean, I love uh, hidden movement games yeah. as well. I like to play as the the, the hider, mm-hmm. and I like to play as one who who is seeking. Look at the people, yeah, uh, as well. Um, but this is a fantastic. Uh, it is a lot of fun. A, a, a game. Um, and the fact that they have it in two acts as in well. Two acts. I think cool. that works really well yes. as well. Um, and it's widely available. It's at, it was at Target. I don't know if it still is, but it was a very mass markety game. But that doesn't hurt it. It's no, still very. It's still very great. I think it's easy to learn, easy to teach. It is um, a good rule book. A good rule book. It's it's split up. Our the way it's our work is real, really nice. Yeah. All um, the cards are a little flimsy. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, uh, the 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 tiles that you use that you know you for your for character the tiles and stuff that, like that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. They're they're sturdy. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, our work's fantastic. It's just fun. It, it's it, a fun it's game. A really good game. And it's you know it's. The perfect length. There's no time on there. Board Game Geek says 60 minutes. Was it 60 minutes? Um, and that feels about right. That does feel I about right. So. And it could depend about, you know, it, a it lot of be, things. Yeah, it could be a little longer if you're playing for the very or first time. Or very quicker. If you know, you, you especially know. if you're that person who just pulls out a rule book <laughs> and says, oh, this rule, let's learn this right now. <laughs> right. Sorry, so, that's not me. I no. will always learn a game before it. Well, I take that back. I did not... Oh, okay. that that was a small enough rule book for the game that we played tonight. Yeah, that I knew that it was it would be a, wouldn't be a problem. But uh, normally, I'm against that. But anyway, that was anyway. that was all we got about Jaws. I think. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's a great game. Big go, thumbs up. Please go over check it here out for uh, for for me. For please, Jaws. please go check it out. It is amazing. Uh, all right. Well, since we're in the uh, mass market area, let's go to our next game, uh, based on a early '80s movie. Uh I saw this in the theater, too. I was three when this movie came out. <laughs> this is called, uh, the full title, it's called E.T., the Extraterrestrial Light Years from Home Game. Because there's not enough words in the title. We need it long. Good thing they, they um, it's not, it's not, it's E.T. <laughs> and not Extraterrestrial, the Extraterrestrial. <laughs> um, so this is uh, also Prospero Hall, made by Funko Games this time. And uh, this is a... This one's really easy to learn and play. It's a cooperative game. And we're basically just trying to get E.T. home. Um, We're we're trying to get E.T. to call his little pals up in space to come down and pick him up. It's Alf. (laughs) It's the prequel to Alf. Uh, And in order for us to do that, we have to build parts of the phone to call home. 
And the parts are just scattered in this neighborhood. So uh, all the players are kids on bikes. And um, good name for a comic book or something. Yeah. Or a role playing game. Right. And um, you're going around the neighborhood trying to pick up these parts. Um, but you're also trying to avoid the horrible, horrible FBI. Uh, there's these FBI agents you're trying to avoid. Um, and just regular cops, too. There's some regular cops. Yeah, you, you got your um, local PD. You got the local cops. Local popo. And um, it's like I said, it's a cooperative game. We're all working together. And uh, there's a little, there's a cute little ET figure. And the the kid figures are uh, they're on bikes and they have these little baskets. And there's a part in the game where you can pick up ET and put them in your basket. And you can connect them. And then well. there's also a part where if you you, you can kind of it like makes you stronger, I believe. Um, you can move together. You move together. To space. Combine forces. You know, like team up. Yeah. Like, like, um, you connect the bases together until they look like little like puzzle pieces. You put them together, mm-hmm. and then they um, they help you move. Uh, this lets you move away from agents and cops, even when it's not your turn. So if like one player is in danger of getting captured by a cop, uh, you could hook up with this other kid, and then the the, the other kid <laughs> you could hook up with. Like well, literally, you <laughs> literally more hook up with hey, everybody hey, from hey, okay. hey, we're, well, we we're not gonna judge. She had some wild times, let's just say. Anyway, you can uh, c- connect with another kid, <laughs> and then you both can get away from the danger. She can flash David Letterman. <laughs> As an adult. As an adult. As an adult. As an adult. So, um, so yeah, that's basically it. This felt um, very pandemic-y. Because it's like, because you have like so many actions. And it was like there's like a little bit of a danger thing. Oh, I to thought you it. meant the real pandemic, COVID. <laughs> you're talking about the game, the board game pandemic. Oh, I thought you were talking. Oh, okay. Because there's like a little bit of a danger thing, and um, you're going around trying to collect um, parts, and then if you get the right number of parts, uh, it makes you stronger. Um, there's this cool little figure that represents the uh, the aliens uh, ship, and it looks just like it. And it does look exactly it really like cool. it. And it's like on a clear base. Yeah, it's it's actually what was that about about uh, six five six inches maybe tall. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. And just it's just really cool that they went to that extent oh. for both the, the the minis, the ET figure. Now, if they if they would have went even further with like minis for the cars and stuff like that, that yeah, been, yeah, that would have been even. I mean, they knew that they were going to put this. Fantastic. They were to put this in a mass market. Yeah, so they didn't want to go that crazy. But still, the they they went this far though with with the. I mean, they could have done standees with with these. They could have, you know, and they put all their money to that and something to you know something to represent the basket, you know. So there's going to be these tiles that's all over the neighborhood that are that are turned over, I believe. Or they're turned up, maybe. They are turned up, I believe. Uh, you may pick up an eye there. Oh, it's face down. Whether it's face down, down or yeah, face up. Because you can also put the item down as well. Right. You put it down face up. Yeah. So it's face down. You can do an action where you pick up the item. And then uh, you look at it, and then there's different colors. There's a oh, green. Okay. They, there's an orange. There's, there's a the same blue, color on the back. Yeah. And then there's a wild. And the wild could be any color. And you're trying to uh, you're trying to organize colors. You're trying to get like um, certain a, a number of uh, green, 
a certain number of orange, a certain number of blue, and these are affiliated with dice. And you're going to be rolling these dice to get the mothership, I'll call it the mothership, back home. And there's a, uh, yeah, the, the symbol is, is the phone. And if I remember correctly, it's very scarce on them. There's only two out of six. And th so that's why you want to roll more dice. So we can ask him what the odds are. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So if you get like just uh, if you collect all the green ones, you get a green die, but you might not roll the, the phone symbol. So you have to also now work on the blue. And then you can if you, once you get the blue together, then you can roll the the green and the blue dice. Mm -hmm. And then the more dice you have, the more likely you are to move this ship. There's a track on the board for the ship. It starts on like one side. And then it the, each time you roll the phone, it moves onto the track and until it gets another way that it moves to the well. to the ending. Um, so as we see pieces too, we can pick we can pick up. There are some candy and spend to get extra movement points. I think uh, you can move ET one space in any direction. Okay, uh, but you cannot move them onto a space that contains an enemy. Yeah, because he wants to stay away from the FBI guys. Yeah. So there are also these. Um, there's a ramp too. You can jump over. Yeah, that's right. There's these ramps. Jump over cops. There's these ramps that you can use to jump over people, the cops, and whatnot. Which were probably outlawed after this, <laughs> just because everybody's oh my kid might get get hurt if I if they jump a ramp no, on no, no, a no. bicycle. They just CGI'd it, and now it's a walkie-talkie oh, that jumps over. Okay, that's what. It is. Uh, there are these cards called ET power cards. Uh, they're just like special abilities that you can use once. Um, they are nice. They, they, they they're do, very they do, they good. They help out a lot. They're very powerful. Uh, and you can only use them if you have E.T. in your basket. And the artwork's nice. I mean, look at that. That looks just like... D this artwork is amazing. That looks just like Elliot. And actually, yeah, I want to talk about the, the aesthetics of the game for a minute. I was talking earlier about that stupid game earlier about trying to be a throwback. <laughs> This looks like a throwback, but it's a good throwback. Like, the color scheme. Like, I had blankets when I was a kid with this orange border. That's it's so 80s. <laughs> that's it, that is such an 80s look to that rule book. The board is just, like, a very simple board with just the town. Um, the, the the cards are, they look like, it all looks like an 80s game. And but, they could have done essentially the same thing that that other game was doing. You could have easily put a, a spinner yeah. or something on this. To where that is how you move. Right. But instead, you've got, you, you know, it, a certain way that you can move. You can move up to whatever. It's like four spaces. Like yeah. dynamic. Yeah. I mean, this would have been like a perfect game. Uh, to, two spaces. This would have been a perfect game to add like a spinner to. Because it's 1983. Yeah. 1983. You know, yeah. that's when this movie came out. So a spinner would have been, you know, you can put a spinner like right here on the board. <laughs> you know. Um... Yeah, and then after your turn, you you then roll uh, these other dice, and this is called the enemy dice, and it determines where all the cops and FBI guys move. Which is a pain in the and ass. They can, yeah, they can I mean, block they, you. They, they close in on you, and they block your uh, routes, and if you get caught, and you have ET, you, you, and you have ET or you have the uh, items. Oh, that's right. Really, you, you drop you, the you, items. You have to drop the items as well. And so. ET goes back to right. Elliot's home. Right. And you have to go pick them up again. So and I know then, the, the last time we played this, we won. And we I, did. And I had not won uh, before that. I played this game probably like three times, and it was hard. I, I could not win. I just played like four-hand. Yeah, yeah. A uh, four-handed well, with, with the Elmos. You didn't you didn't have me and Tim. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I need that. I need the team. You definitely do. 
Um, otherwise, yeah, that's or they it. Elmo just suck. So, yeah, Elmo's you know. Elmo's kind of suck. Um, anyway, that's really it. There's not a lot to this. It's uh, it's very it's simple. Very simple. The rule this book one's is for really sure. Nice. For I, I'm not gonna make fun of this. This is for sure for families. <laughs> and this is still at Target. Actually, I know I saw it the other day when I was at Target. So you can still pick this up at Target or you know your local friendly game store uh, or wherever you or get your pre- games yeah, from. Preferably. Um, but yeah, I absolutely recommend this. This is such a fun game. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's cooperative. So, you know, if you do have little kids, you can help little kids and they can move the little E.T. figure. Um, he's and so cute. He's, he's, he's wrapped up in his blanket. You can put him right in the basket on your bike, too. And you can is, put him in the basket. really, really cool. And um, that. everything about this is just so cool. This was such a great... Even the artwork on the, the, artwork the back of the board. Back of the flower board, pot. the flowers. Um, yeah, this is such a cool game. Yeah, I, I thought this game was fantastic. They did a great yeah, job I, with I it. I thought they did a really good job. It's, it's easy to learn. It's easy to play. Indeed. It's not easy to win. Not but, always. Um, yeah. But when when we won it that last time we played, I mean, I was like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I was so excited that that we were able to win because I had failed all those times before. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I give that a I give that a thumbs up as well. I think it's yes. a good game. Et the, Et the extraterrestrial light years from home game by Funko Games. Go check it out. It's a lot of fun. All right, we're gonna move later into the eighties. Um, uh, two years later. Uh yeah, well, yeah, a couple years later. Uh we are gonna do some Goonies. And they they never say die. They never say die. Of course they, they never, never say, say die. die. Whatever they never say die. Goonies never say die from twenty twenty one. Repeat everything that I said about the publisher the last game to this game is both Prospero Hall and Funk, Funko games. Yeah. Be careful how you say that. Funko? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I don't want Funko for me. Um well almost said it sounded like you were giving me to say something else. Eh? <laughs> Um, it's a family show. That's after all. Yeah, goddamn it, it's a family show. <laughs> the fuck you thinking? Um, yeah. So Goonies. Okay. Uh, so this is one of those. I don't, how would you describe this? It's 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 a it's a one v all. One v all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I played as the the the, the bad guys. The bad guys. Yeah. And then, and then, then everyone else played. Are the you were Mikey <clears throat> and Data. Tim was Data, and you were. I was uh, Sloth. You were. Were you? Sloth I was Sloth because he was the strong guy. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Chuck was it? Chucky or Chunk? Chunk. Chunk. Right. Chunk. Uh, I think we got to, we played with him much because Jeff was Mikey. Yeah. And I think Tim played mainly as Data. Data. And then there's Mouth. Mouth. I think. I think. Yeah. I think Tim flipped no. back and forth. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he. So I remember. I remember him doing because there's a character. There's, <laughs> there's uh, cards that Mouth has that like you say something sarcastic. And That's then, right. Yeah, um, he Mouth quite a bit. And you can and yeah. it lets you like prevent something. Right. So yeah, he likes doing stuff like that. He does. So you play as like the main characters. Now, if you want to play as the older kids, you got to get the expansion. Um, that adds the older teenagers, um, who's like, slipped me at the moment, but which the older teenagers have cards that are represented in their stadium that you can play and yeah. activate, and yes. they, they can help you out. But yeah, I so if you want to play as a teenager, expansion has the teenagers. Yeah, so you want to be I like Josh Brolin and um, what's her name, Martha, Martha, Plumpton. Martha Plumpton. Thank you. Um, you have to get the expansion. And I can't remember who. What was it? Andy? Was that the the other girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't, remember, I can't remember who played. Yes, for, I think so. Um, um, anyway, I, yeah, I did not buy the expansion. 
since we had we had already finished this, mm-hmm. we played through the entire thing, which was oh, how many? Um, you yeah. got yep. We we played a good ten games of this, maybe. There's we played through every single one. I think there's nine, and then there was like a surprise one. Okay, yeah. Spoilers. So. <laughs> um, but I don't think you always trigger the surprise one. Actually, yeah. now that I think about it. Uh, but yeah, there's there, the book has nine that you can see. And uh, so there's different uh, what they call adventures. Uh, you start at adventure one, and they're like each adventure has like it used the same board, use the same board with the same you know locations on the board. You're basically in the cavern, yeah, in the cavern that's like towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, each adventure has a different setup. Uh, you're putting different tiles, tiles, and uh, pieces and enemies. Um, because you secrets. won't all yeah you won't always use the the entire board uh, correct for for the for each game because they're all the the tiles are highlighted in the book yes. when you're setting up the scenario but the other players they don't know where everything's going to go correct they don't know they don't uh, uh necessarily know what the objective is like they have like a goal but they're also trying to do like a secret thing. That gets triggered if they go into a certain room, or if they interact with a certain like piece, or if they kill like the right enemy or something. Like there's there's different things, and so there's there's uh, one person who's basically the game master, but he's running the bad guys. Like every bad guy that's in the game, that's you know like the skeletons, the pirates, the fertilities. And there is a ga- um, there is a, a DM GM. Um, screen that, the screen that that covers that it. person is is hiding behind. He's he's plotting his his plan his uh his moves and stuff behind um, that. So since you played as that, uh, you want to talk a little bit how that works? How yeah, sure. Works? Um, um, you have certain tokens that you get that you can spend to play certain cards. You have cards that. Um, when the heroes, when the Goonies are doing something, I can, I as the GM could prevent them from doing such things by spending these tokens um, to stop them in their tracks or whatever it might be to conjure some um, giant rats or bats or um, they, you have skeletons that, that you can you can send out. Yeah. Um, and then you uh, you activate your foes, which could be your skeletons, your bats, and stuff like that. But what's cool with this is that you've got the I'm trying to remember the, the what were their names? The Vanetti? Oh, the Fratellis. Fratellis. Thank you. I don't know why I was thinking Vanelli. The the Fratellis. Yeah, yeah. So you've got and it's actually a, a mini that has all oh, three, three of, of them. them on there. They work as a unit, and they work as a unit, <laughs> and uh, it, it's just so cool that they have a mini of these of the fr- uh, of the fertilities. Fertilities, thank you. I am having a terrible time remembering the name. <laughs> you're okay. Um, and you know, you got minis for the characters as well. So and there's like a skeleton in there, and then the, all the Goonies have minis. Yeah. But um, you're gonna activate your foes, and um, you've got an hourglass as the GM. And the, the the hourglass is you're trying to fill that up to a certain health level, mm-hmm. and um, you can win as a GM, which I don't think I ever won. You game. never won. <laughs> I didn't win. You guys stopped me the entire time. Yeah, I don't know if I just I totally sucked at this game or what? But um, yeah, I never won a game out of all nine or ten scenarios that we that we played of this. Yeah, and it was very difficult as a GM to do this because every time I tried, I thought I had. A winning strategy by by playing some cards on on you guys. You all you were always able to to find your goal quickly, and it wasn't like that. 
I was I really did a bad job, or you guys did maybe you guys did a really good job, mm -hmm. but it was it, it was a lot of fun, even though I did horribly. Yeah, you know I couldn't I I did not succeed in any single game. I played the entire thing as a GM, and but I still had a blast playing this. Oh, I, yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was so much fun to play. But essentially, that's what you're doing, and and on your GM board, it has everything that you you need that that tells you what the tokens do. So on and so forth. They How did the a, rounds were. That, yeah, they did a really good job. Of, the board, of the, that little screen looks amazing. The, the, the screen looks really nice. Has on one side has all your your um, the creatures, guys, creatures, the creatures that your merfolk, your skeletons that you're controlling. That has your health. Everybody rolls different kind of dice. You know, six side dice or eight side dice or yeah, yeah. Uh, was there a tw it was a twelve side die too? Was uh, I think so? It's either a ten or a twelve side die. I can't remember. I think it was a six eight. And and um, ten or twelve, I can't remember. But everybody rolled different dice, and even yeah. and even the Goonies had different dice that they rolled depending on what and their they, strengths and their stuff. strength was. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I know you had you rolled like the twelve. I rolled, die, yeah. I mean, so each character has like their own like strengths. So like Sloth, I play Sloth. He was like the strong guy. Uh, his health was always like eight. He was like, the highest health. Um, and whenever he had to do a strength test, that he rolled the twelve sided die or whatever it was, because that's like the most numbers. And he rolled two of those. And I think Mikey rolled something like that too. And Mikey but for was his intelligence for his searching. He searching, was always good at yeah. searching. And so yeah, and then like Data, you know, he's really smart. So or he's dexterous because he yeah. has his inventions. I can move him around. Uh, mouth, you know, dexterity. He can get around pretty well. So on and so forth. And uh, you're basically just, you know, going around this board, looking for things, exploring, not knowing what's, you know, in the next cavern. And that's what was cool um, about it, too, because you didn't know what was coming up. Yeah. you were, And that was fun for me as GM. <laughs> you know, it's very Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you don't know what's coming up. And, but I did know what was coming mm. up. And I was I was waiting in anticipation yeah. to spring some stuff on you guys. Anytime we, like, move to the next tavern, you would be like, okay, there's a, there's a chest. There's also a skeleton there, and then or like you'd be like, oh, there's a, a blockade or a uh, what is that called? Cave in. Yeah. Or and so like right. you know you had to do a strength test to move the the, the cave in. Right. But because uh, you, you know you had these uh, tiles that link the the different areas yeah. on the board, and those could become treacherous or whatever. And uh, there's there's these things called wish tokens that you get at the beginning of each round, and you can use them to. Uh, Upgrade your die. So, you know, if you got to do a really strong test, you can go from the, the six-sided die to the eight-sided eight die, die, or the yeah. eight-sided die to the 12-sided die. Right. And, you know, and you know how many and, of those you, you spend. And you guys could only have two dice Correct. On, on every single roll Correct. as well. Um, you can also use the wish tokens to give a die to uh, a person in your room or adjacent, or you can spend the wish token to prevent one damage if you got hit by something. So those are cool. Um, each character had a neat ability that fits their character. Uh, there were these treasure cards. Um, um, anytime we would open a chest or if we defeated somebody, we would get these treasure cards. And they were always great. It was like, discard to remove two damage from a goonie in your room. And that includes yourself. Uh, you had a slingshot where you can do a dexterity attack to a foe in an adjacent room. Uh, or there's like an old lantern where every goon in your room can add one success uh, to their total when they do search actions. So, 
you know, these were really good cards that you wanted to get. But even the generic Maybe. cards were nice too, because you had like what a bubble gum, I think, was one of them, and I can't remember. What there was the a lot of were. yeah, it was a lot of. Ones. But even the, even the basic cards were were nice for you guys. And then after the heroes, the GM, you know, the the, the GM takes their turn. They you know plot out what they're gonna do. They plot out what uh, enemies they want to activate. If they're in the same room with a goonie, they roll dice to attack. You roll the goonies roll dice to defend. Um, he'll, the GM also has like cards. I can react as well. React to stuff. To stuff that's going on. I can e essentially stop what someone was doing by playing. Those there were, cards. uh, adventure specific cards that only went to that adventure. Cause that the fertilities weren't in every scenario. Right. They were just in certain ones. And so depending on the scenario, they may or may not activate. So, um, that's basically it. There's nine adventures. Uh, they went by pretty. I think we've always done like a couple at yeah, night, we, right? We, we, we like, went through it pretty quickly. I think we played like three or so. You know, I think we only did like, like three weeks worth. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe four at the most. Yeah. Um, they, we went, went through by, it really quick. It went by real quick. And this is like this is apparently this is also like a family episode as well because this is like a good family game. Yeah, it's twelve plus. You, you can have like you know a parent, or if you have a really good kid who's confident, kid could be the game master. Or you can have like mom or dad be the the game master, and then everyone else is like, you know, trying to be a you know trying to be a goonie. They want to be a goonie, and they want to go find the treasure and beat One Eye Willie, which is very 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 inappropriate. But you know, whatever. It was the eighties; it's a different time. Um, yeah, a kid could or a kid could easily be the GM. Yeah, well, because I mean, the, the, the everything's written. the screen is, is set up well enough that and all you have a, to do is follow. There's a book. Yeah, you just follow book. through the book. Yeah, and it has the the book has nice flavor yeah. in it to where you know it's if you trigger something then the GM will read something out of the book to make it more thematic to the yeah. movie. So really good. So it is it is good. I do recommend this. This is a good one if you want to play a few different ones like in the same night, or if it's like you know what I, I we we want a game that we want to kind of continue for a few weeks. This is a good one you can bust out. Um, would you say that these had to be played in order, or can you jump around? With the scenarios? Yeah. Did they have to go in order, do you I think? I think it did have to go in order. Okay. I, so I, you do I have to go so. in order. Let me um, tell us the story. At the very back, I noticed, of the uh, that book you got, there was a thing that let you make your own scenarios. Yeah. Like, it had, like, a blank map, um, and it was the very, very back, the very last page. And um, Okay, yeah, your you next adventure. You can write, you know... You can make your own traps. Yeah. You can make, make your, your own, own make your own scenario. Map. You know whatever you wanted to do. So I think that's cool too. That's very cool. That did. That's so there you go. Um, I love this game. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was most enjoyable. And uh, highly recommend. Again, mass market. Once again, Target. good theme. Good theme. Very theme. Very much. Yeah, if, if you like the movie, I, I love the movie. The I, movie's I, good. I absolutely I love the movie. Especially you see it now and everybody who became a star oh, out yeah. of that film. I mean, it's almost everybody that became Everybody some, in that movie. In that film. And, one I mean, it was great. Well, even though it wasn't Spielberg directed. He know. produced it. He produced We're it. making that clear. He yeah. produced it. Yeah, Richard Donner directed it. Yes. But he did, Steven Spielberg did oh, have a hand in it. not too long ago, too. Right, yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's yeah, cool. I, I highly recommend it as well. Never say die. If I said it. All right, well, let us end on what I'm going to say is a down note. Uh, 
just because you lost, uh, we're going to go into the 90s, and we're going to talk about a Jurassic Park game um, called Jurassic Park Danger. Uh, this came out in twenty. It's got to be a long title. Come on, Jurassic Park, Park Danger, Danger Adventure Strategy, strategy Game. game. All right, I'm just reading off a board game geek. It just says Danger. Oh, so. does it? Oh, okay. Uh, no, it says that on the box. Oh, this is not Funk. This is not Funko or uh, Prospero. This is the Forest Pervian Creative, which I think was the Prospero Hall of the 2010s. Okay. Because <laughs> I've I've heard of that company before. It's it's, it's the same thing like Prospero Hall. It's a group of people okay. who design a game. Oh, really? And yeah, this is Ravensburger. <clears throat> okay, let's get this one over with. So. <laughs> No, that's because you lost. No, it's not even because I lost. It was just yeah. Okay, I'll get to it. So well, I, I think I'm going to agree with you primarily on but what you say. But go, this go is ahead. another uh, asymmetric game. One player plays has the dinosaurs, and then the rest of the players play has the humans that show up in Jurassic Park. And we're talking about the first movie, like the '93 movie, the first, the the best one. with with you know Ian Malcolm and Alan Grant and all them. Um, and so basically. Um, so the board, and I didn't know this until you told me when we were playing, uh, there's tiles. I'm going to say they're like Settlers of Catan style tiles. They're hexes. Um, and then you can put those anywhere. And there's like a frame that goes around them that represents the, the water that but covers. As long as they're these, the perimeter and you, know, you got to put the perimeters here in the center one. Oh, right okay. There. Okay. But you mix them. But you can mix them and put them all kind of wherever. And then the humans start in the center, it looks like. And then the dinosaurs have different starting spots that they start in, in their pens. And they're randomly. They're, they're and, random. and those are random. And then um, you pick your characters. And each character, they have these things called goal tokens. And depending on the character, they either go onto the board where the character has to go and pick up the gold token because you cannot win the game without it. Or you start with the gold token, and if you do something bad, you lose the gold token, like, meaning you can't get, get yourself killed. That character can't win the game. Or you have to earn the gold token by doing a certain task. And if you do that task, then you get the gold token. So, anyway, the objective is. Um, you have to um, activate the three buildings, the maintenance shed, the control center, and the visitor center. Uh, each of those do different things. The maintenance shed turns on the power, so you electrify the gates. The uh, control, what did the control center do? Control center locked out the dinosaurs. That's right. So you can you can prevent dinosaurs from going into the building spaces and the helipad. So which gave the heroes a... Free space uh, to a space, be safe, a space Let's... where they can be safe. Yes, and then the visitor center gives um, you two cards. Gives you two cards back pile. from your discard pile. So yes. the cards. So each character has a de- like a small like twelve deck of cards, um, and uh, you can pick one of these cards to do on your turn, and you can either run, uh, climb because there's some spots on the board that's like cliffs, uh, or you can sneak. Um, and the sneaking is what prevents you from getting uh, attacked from the dinosaurs. And then each character has like their own special card that's like only they have, and that is thematic, it's unique. Because like I played has the two kids. I played has the boy uh, Tim, Tim, and, Lex. and the girl Lex. And the boy, uh, since in the movie, he read all of Alan Grant's books. Uh, he knew all the stuff that was going to happen with the dinosaurs and how they were going to move. So noser. if you play his card, you know, you, you get an advantage over the dinosaurs. Uh, Lex, who uh, was a computer 
genius hacker. Mm-hmm. She has a card in there that goes called Hacker uh, that let you re-roll dice. And then there's also one in there where she screams, getting the attention of the dinosaur. So if the dinosaur was about to attack somebody, you can make the dinosaur go after her instead. Um, I also got to play as the stupid lawyer, Gennaro. <laughs> Do not play with Gennaro. That is the worst <laughs> character in this fucking game. Because <laughs> if he gets if he gets attacked once, you're he's out. He and, and and he has cards that prevent that, but he only has two because he loses his goal right when he gets when attacked. he and he only has two of those cards, yeah. and you burn them. So there's two different piles. You have a discard pile and a burn pile. The burn pile, you never get those cards back, never ever ever. And anytime you're attacked, the dinosaur player randomly picks a card from your hand, and then that card is just gone for the rest of the game. And um. So those two for Gennaro, you know, got burned. So you can only prevent that happening twice. So he sucked. I hated playing him. Then I got to play <laughs> Zena Malcolm, who was a lot of fun because he's all about the chaos. Uh, you get to, like, randomly, uh, you get to say it before you roll a die, if it's going to be evens or odds. Uh, if you chose correctly, you get his token. Um, he also had cards that were called chaos uh, that would, like, cause crazy things to happen. Um, well, life does find a way. Life does find a way. Um, so, yeah. So, you're going around. You're turning these buildings on. You have to get your tokens. And then you have to get back to the helipad. Which, which you have to open up the three buildings before you get the helipad. Right. And then the dinosaur player, who's a major dick, uh, is, trying Hello, to, that's Toby. is trying to prevent you from doing this. And whoever designed... Well, these forest perverian creative people are royal assholes for having the dinosaurs always in the center of the fucking board so you can't get around them and if you activate the fences you can't go around the fences so you're literally like stuck in a lot of places and all my characters that i played were always like stuck somewhere because you either I needed like okay there's a cliff here all my cliff cards are in my discard pile shit okay well I can't go here because there's a fence there oh, and I can't go there because there's a dinosaur there well, what the fuck do I do so you know I, it was like you're always stuck somewhere you become dinosaur meat that's what you do and then if you want to get your discard cards back you have to burn the rest of your hand and you have to make sure you have at least one card to do that. Because if you end up playing that card and you have no more cards in your hand, that character's gone. Yeah, you run out of cards, you eliminate it. And the dinosaur character needs to have three humans eliminated for them to win. How does dinosaur play, Toby? <laughs> I, this game infuriated me. <laughs> I, I could tell it did. I could tell. And the, the thing is, though, is like, as I saw you getting infuriated <laughs> by playing this, I let off a little bit because there's a couple times I could have attacked earlier. And, and, but I did just because it was like, oh shit. Well, I appreciate that. I was like, he's not enjoying this whatsoever. So I'm going to hold off on, on this because I was like right next to you with the Dilophosaurus. Yeah. And I could have went ahead and attacked uh, uh, Lexi. Earlier by spitting on her from an adjacent space, and I didn't do that. I did something else just to prolong it. And, uh, but um, yeah, I I can see I I see your pain. It's it's almost like uh, it's it's a little unbalanced in yeah, in the dinosaurs' favor, which maybe it should be because I mean they're dinosaurs. 
you know, you got to try to get around. You, you got to get, you got to be really quick. I think in this game, yeah. you only have you. I, I counted the cards. You have ten cards. Okay, ten cards. Okay. So you have ten cards. Okay. If you start taking damage like Tim did at the very beginning, I walloped on him at the very <laughs> you beginning. Did. He lost like five or six cards, like bam, 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 just like, like three that. rounds. Yeah, and he died really quick. Yeah. So, um, but you got your objectives done. Really quick. I did. So you unlocked all those three buildings, thus unlocking the helipad. Uh-huh. Hella quick. Yeah. And um, when you turn, and I mentioned this earlier while we were playing, is you turn on the the fences mm-hmm. with that one building. <clears throat> I, I can't remember. The yeah. Shed or whatever. Which I thought, because of how the tiles were placed, it boxed you into where you were. And I moved my dinosaurs south of that. So, therefore, it made that even more difficult for you to move towards the helipad, which is at the very south end of the island. Right. So, strategy-wise, I mean, did I just did I do a really, really good job strategy-wise? I don't know. You know, is a game broken? I don't know. Yeah. So, it does seem, like I said, it does seem like it is more powerful. The dinosaurs are more powerful. But, I mean, they are dinosaurs. But it still seems like the humans, maybe a little differently, where you you know the the you get your cards back or the the burning, I don't know if that, something like that might be a little different. Um, I think this suffers from being only two players. I think I think I would have done a little better if I had another human person. I think I think we so. could have teamed up more to strategize. Yeah. Cuz I think what you could do There's no scale. Yeah, there is no scale. Um cuz what you could do is you could like talk it out with your, you know, the other player. You could be like, "Okay, don't activate the the power yet cuz I need right. to get to over here and it's, it's all that's all fucking electrified fences." Yeah. So if we can maybe do these buildings first, then save that for last and maybe have like one character head start heading towards the helipad and then the other character can try to activate um the the fences um then they have to just worry about getting back and then maybe there's a character in here that maybe moves quicker um or does that would something be or that would be John Hammond something really he can quick. jump around <laughs> and um because, yeah, I think you need something like that. Um, this could have been fun. You know, uh, and this might be fun to somebody. Um, you know, if you're not super into board games and somehow you found this podcast and, you know, you're like, yeah, you know, I've only played a few growing up and I noticed all these games at my Target or Walmart and, you know, Jurassic Park. Yeah, I remember that movie from when I was a teenager. Yeah, I'm going to try that. Um, and this might be fine for, you know, a group setting like that for a family or just, you know, a couple of low key friends who don't typically play board games. Fine. That's probably going to be fine. Um, I do think that it could be fixed. There could be some things, maybe not have to start always in the fucking center of the board surrounded by the dinosaurs. Cause when Gennaro popped in. Well, he that's started, where I had played, that's where I had moved my dinosaurs. Though. He started in the center. So, I mean, if, if I had my dinosaurs in other places, then he would have been perfectly safe. I guess. I guess. I don't know, but they uh, just happened to be there right when he popped up in the middle of the board. All right, I will say this: it's not. I talked about the worst game I ever played earlier. It's not that level. 
I, I would play this again. I, I think I, I, I would play some more people. Yeah, I, I and we have played with more people before we, did. we played, and a I think long and, time yeah, ago. it was probably it came out in twenty eighteen. It was eighteen, so it was a good five years ago. Probably yeah, we played this. yeah, definitely. And I know I played this with my sister and brother-in-law, and I saw where he won. I checked my stats. Okay, so he must have played as the dinosaurs Could've at been, that yeah. one at that time as well with three people playing. So, See, I think I think this cannot be a two player game. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, and if it is a two player game, then you need to scale it back a little bit by playing maybe two dinosaurs instead of three dinosaurs, something like that. When we were planning this, and you were like, "Should I get other people?" I was like, "Well, the Jurassic Park game needs a third player, right?" And you're like, "No, it's two players." Yeah, yeah, and I'm thinking, players. how the hell does an asymmetric game? Or one player controls the dinosaurs works with two players, so that blew my mind. I it thought at least two characters. I thought you need at least three well, players. Well, what we should have done is what you know you could have controlled for all four, you know four yeah, characters. Yeah, I could have controlled. You know, you could have done that and see how that worked. But still, I mean, just the fact that you have to do that—that that, that seems broken. They should have figured that out. Um. So anyway, I I'm tentatively recommending the game. Um. It's it's okay for what it is. It's not the greatest. I'm not gonna go out of my way. I do own this, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to like try to play it anytime soon. How did you feel? Like, I mean, you've had fun as a dinosaur, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I enjoyed it, but at the same time, I mean, I didn't enjoy it just by the fact by watching you not enjoy it. Because <laughs> I I'm totally that kind of player that I want everyone to enjoy the game. I know I don't care if I win a, 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 another game my entire life. That's true. I don't care. It, it it's not about winning for me. Right. I want everyone to enjoy the experience and to enjoy the game. And I could tell that you weren't enjoying it. Yeah, I was getting mad. You were getting upset, and and. <laughs> <laughs> and that upsets me when I when I see that. So this is, I mean, I I think it would be more enjoyable with more people, like you said. You yeah. you could strategize a lot more. Um, I'm not saying that this is a bad game because I think it is fun and it could and it can be a good game. It's just not up to the par to some of the other games that they have made, and especially the ones we talked about tonight. Um, and it's definitely not up to the legacy Jurassic Park. I'm about to in, get to that. In case I, I kind of figured you were getting ready to get to that, so it's definitely not up to that part. So I mean, I would have this. I, I'd rank this like maybe like a five. Yeah, five I'm around five, there. Something like that's that. That's where I'm around too. Yeah. Ten. So yeah, that's what um, I want to say. I do want to just say really quickly because um, I'm still in the middle of playing it, and I know you finished it. So yep. we're gonna do non-spoilers because I haven't finished it. And I can't remember anything, anyways. There's a there's another Jurassic Park game. It's called Jurassic World: The Legacy of Islar Nublar. Uh, came yeah, out yeah, by yeah, yeah, yeah. by Funko Games last year, 2022, I believe. Was that last year? Uh, I think it was, maybe 2021. No, I think it was last year. Because it was a Kickstarter. It was like their first yeah. Kickstarter. Usually yeah. Funko doesn't do Kickstarter, but that one they did. Did you Kickstarter? I did. Okay, all right. And because um, they got me on a few things. They got me on Legacy Game. They got me on Jurassic Park. And then they got me on Funko Games. So I do enjoy their games. And um, uh, so it's a Legacy Game. If, you, if you're listening to this and you don't know what a Legacy Game is, Legacy Game is a game that... It's like scenario based, but during the whole course of the game, you're changing things. You're putting stickers on boards. You're ripping cards up. No, which you're not. People hate for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why people hate ripping cards up. 
Uh, I always laugh when I see the posts on the Facebook groups. I'm like, oh my god, you don't rip up legacy games. I put them in a, I put them in a neat little pocket in a Ziploc folder, and then I That's zip. What I did. And then I put that into a file folder, and I mark it on the filing cabinet. And I'm like, no, fucking rip the card, put them in a shredder. I give them to a dog to chew on it. It's a legacy game. That's the whole point. Anyway, ran aside. Um. It's a legacy game, so uh, so I'm in the middle of playing it with my friends Wavy, Kelly, uh, and Felicia, and um, we are like eight adventures in. I, I think we're um, so my very minor spoilers. I don't think this is a spoiler, but just in case, just real quickly, you're going through all the Jurassic Park movies in the order. You're starting uh, technically before the first sort movie. Sort of in order. In, in, uh, you're starting kind of before the first movie. Then you do go through the original trilogy. And we are now in Jurassic World. I think we haven't done the second Jurassic World yet. I think that's where we stopped. Um, and if I remember correctly, there's ten scenarios in the in there. If I remember the sheet correctly. I'm not saying. That's fine. Uh, but there's a sheet that we look at um, that controls what's called a budget um and there's 10 that's all i know anyway anyway regardless um i'm having we're having fun with this this legacy version is a lot of fun um i concur um i don't want to go super deep into like what goes into it um i'll just say it is a cooperative game and you're trying to basically manage the park and i'll stop there um you're doing things to kind of keep the park operating. There's different scenarios. There's different objectives. You have to do every scenario. Um, and there's like a few different, like each scenario has like five things you got to do to win the game. You're unlocking characters. You, you can unlock. unlock and you, I really like the fact that you can scratch off. There's stuff a scratching thing. Yes. To unlock certain things on characters yes. and cards. And see, I liked, I heard that people didn't care for the budget. No part of it, which it was... we enjoyed that whole part of it. Yeah, because you unlock you unlock stuff and you bought new items. And you bought yeah um, features. I will say features for the park, um, and you know you unlock new creatures and things like you that. Unlock new dinosaurs. which I thought was fantastic. I I love that aspect but, uh, of it. Yeah, there were uh, when it came out. There were a lot of complaints about it because I think they were expecting a uh, human versus dinosaur game. Which this is not. And this is very much not. It's not what we just played. Correct. The, the, the Jurassic Park danger, that is. If that's what you want. That, that is human versus dinosaur right there. <laughs> Get the, the danger game. Yeah. The Jurassic is, World Legacy it's one, not. it's not. You're you're all working together uh, to accomplish these goals and you do. Uh, you're trying to just keep everything together. Because you're not trying basically. to kill the dinosaurs. You you are trying to, you know, you're you running. You kind of want to say You are running the park, so you want the dinosaurs to flourish. To be alive. Yeah, to, you want them to flourish because you want you want to have customers come in yes. and look at the dinosaurs and pay you money. Yes. So you want the, the, you want the park to flourish, so therefore you have to have but, the dinosaurs flourish. But yeah, so, you know, despite all that, I'm enjoying it. It sounded like you and your group when you played it. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Tim and Jeff came in every now and then and, and played, and that was good too because you can have people come in and play. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as well, they you didn't have to have the same core group every single time that you played, and we all we all really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so I can't wait to see how it ends, where it ends. Um, 
I'm curious about the movie Transgression, Transgression um, where it stopped. Because I don't know where that game came out and where the last Jurassic World movie came out. If those overlap, don't tell me. I'm just talking out loud. I've only um, seen one Jurassic World. <laughs> I stopped and, I, and I've only seen two Jurassic Park because I stopped after all those. Because, okay. Eh, eh, eh. Um, I didn't like them. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, so, yeah. I, I'm enjoying Jurassic World Legacy so far you enjoyed it i enjoyed it very much um so don't listen to the haters actually you know what don't listen to anybody go play yourself and decide for yourself exactly we're just giving you recommendations of what we think yeah and then and, you can tell us that we're full of shit and yeah. exactly you can come up to toby and tell him he's full of shit too at gen con as well <laughs> i'll be there so i won't be teaching games or anything. he's not teaching games i buy games he'll be go so you gotta you gotta just hunt him down in the crowd yeah um anyway that's it that's it for our Spielberg uh, look back. I will say part one, technically. Yeah. There's going to be a part two in in the future. There's a certain character. I'm looking dun, at dun, it right dun, now <laughs> that we didn't touch on. Um, he's got a bunch of games that are coming out as of this recording. There's one I'm looking at. And there's a couple other that hasn't been released yet or should be released soon. The, the cryptic one is there's a yeah, there's a couple that are out. Release, I think. So we're gonna we're gonna but dive back. We're gonna dive back into Spielbergness uh later. Spielberg game I wanna see from a movie, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, I wanna make my own mushroom <laughs> or my my own mashed potatoes. <laughs> uh, 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 you gotta put the Devil's song Tower. You gotta put the song notes in order. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Which I did not do that right. I can't I can't remember what it is now. Nah. Anyway, that's anyway. what I want. Um, Speaking of Richard Dreyfus, yeah, yeah, Richard Dreyfus, uh, Spielberg game. What would I want? Schindler's List. That means just fucking play Escape from uh, Cold. Yeah, Earth. yeah. <laughs> but get a little girl in a red coat and just yeah, add that. Play any uh, um, any Nazi game. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's gonna do it. Uh, you know what? We'll throw it out to you, audience. What Spielberg uh, movie would you like to see turned into a game? Go fucking nuts. If you have an idea for the center's list, please, by all means, I want to hear that. Super 8. Please pitch that to me, because that would be amazing. West Side Story. <laughs> West Side Story. Um, I'm kidding that you did a West Side Story. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to this. Uh, all of you guys are awesome. Uh, I do want to say... Um, if you're finding this out like over like at rabbitholepodcast.com or on Spotify, uh, this podcast is officially linked to boardgamegeek.com. So you can go to boardgamegeek.com, look up Cinegamer Board Game Podcast. We will be right there, and you can check us out there as well. And there's a bunch of other board game podcasts. So if you're listening to this and you want to know of other board game podcasts, that's where you want to go. Um I want to thank our Patreon members again. You guys are fucking awesome. I love every single one of you guys. Uh, you guys are cool. And uh, Toby, I want to thank you for doing the show with me. Yeah, You're a lot pleasure. of fun. You're it's a lot of fun to do the show with. Yeah, this has been a, a blast. And uh, next month, like I said at the beginning, we're going to be at Gen Con, live at Gen Con. 
Uh, what we, will we be talking about? We'll be reporting what we, we have no out. idea. Yeah, we don't know what. We have no I didn't idea. even. I didn't even look at the games coming out. I honestly. looked and I was not impressed. There so was I'm nothing curious. I'm really interested in, and which is what happens every year. I look at that list. <laughs> the and I say, "There's nothing here that I really want," and I end up yeah, by like thirty home games. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we'll we'll you know we'll record each day at Gen Con. Uh, Maybe even that Wednesday night. I don't know yet. We'll think about the Wednesday night, but definitely Thursday, Friday, Saturday, most likely Sunday. Um, and come look for me. I'm teaching games with uh, Fight in the Sky Society. Uh, you can go to GenCon.com, look up the events uh, under that company, and uh, there should be some tickets left for Marvel Dice Throne. So you can have me, if you're curious about that game, I can teach it. I can teach it to you. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff. So with that said, we're going to get going. Thank you all very, very much, and we will catch you later. Thank you. Take care. Copyright 2023 Rabbit Hole Podcasts, rabbithole podcast.com.